On this episode of Mike Drop Dallas, we're talking baseball, Texas Rangers baseball, world baseball, classic baseball, and college baseball. First with Ian Kinsler, who has a really interesting take on what most relaxes a big league team. You're not going to want to miss that. And then we're joined by Jared Schramm of Rev Entertainment about the non-Rangers events that the, that the company brings to Globe Life Field and Choctaw Stadium, including some exciting college baseball coming up this weekend. It's season three, episode two of Mike Drop Dallas. Let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas, everybody, the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission and the only podcast of its kind. Kevin Sullivan here, along with Dallas Sports Commission Executive Director Monica Paul, joined by our on-air producer, Next Level Marcus Carr. Monica, what the heck is happening at the Dallas Sports Commission? Well, we, we've got a lot of uh, things going on right now, uh, preparing for a big uh, press conference for our NCAA Women's Final Four next week, we'll, where we'll be announcing a lot of ancillary events and other things that are taking place outside of just the, the games over at the American Airlines Center. Uh, we've got Athletes Unlimited that has just arrived in town as they prepare for their second season of professional women's basketball but their first season here in in dallas so we switched out to volleyball to have a little women's basketball this year and and so excited to see that and, and those athletes um other than uh other than that a lot of uh amateur uh events grassroots events taking place uh it's our cheer season volleyball season this this upcoming weekend uh and that'll kind of progress all the way through through april um and as we've as everyone's going to hear, a, a lot of baseball starting up as well. So uh, we're we're moving in a lot of directions, but it's fun. I love the energy. Monica, we've got to give a mic drop moment shout out to friend of the podcast, Peter Lebedevs, and the whole team at the Dallas Open. Second year of our ATP tour stop. Uh, a huge, rousing success. I know you were out there. I was out there Sunday. Uh, championship match. It was Really incredible atmosphere. It was loud. It was packed over at the Steislinger All Tech Tennis Center on the campus of SMU in Dallas, Texas. Uh, even if our local hero and friend of the pod, John Insler, lost the the the, the championship match dramatic fashion to Wu Yibing, but history was made, and that he Wu was the first uh, Chinese man ever to win on the ATP tour, and and uh, but just a, a great atmosphere and and. You know, what, what is your take? Year two, big success. Uh, give us your take on on uh, Dallas's return to the ATP uh, tennis tour. You know, I don't think it could have gone any any better, quite honestly. I think it, this uh, tournament has become a staple for Dallas, something that uh, the fans and spectators in our general community are going to want to come back year after year and, and continue to grow. I know they had, you know, even bigger success this year going into year two. They made some, you know, changes and I think they were, you know, all very positive. So it's uh, into the future. And, not, you know, I, I'm i I'm ecstatic because for so long uh, people have been calling the office asking when are we going to have professional tennis with, you know, the names coming back to coming back to Dallas. So um, congratulations, team, for sure. 
Yeah, great job. Now let's talk college basketball for just a minute. My Boilermakers, you know, fell in rough fashion uh, at Northwestern to fall from number one to number three. But you got to be feeling pretty good about your Longhorns. And as we like to call them, the Marcus Carr, the point guard on on, uh, UT. Are you booking plans to be in Houston? well, you know, it's for the final four. I mean, what are you, how are you feeling about things? Well, I'm hosting a final four and the women's final four this year, but I am planning to head to Houston Monday uh, for the men's final four championship game. And nothing would delight me more actually to have my women's Texas uh, uh, team here uh, for my women's final four, but then to see Texas in Houston as well. Uh, I don't know if we can make it that far, but I think they are definitely playing um uh, playing well, uh, have overcome some, uh, you know, adversity this season. So really great to see them performing on the court and and growing as a team and kind of putting some of that uh, behind them or at least not letting it phase them uh, because it could have gone in a, you know, a different direction. So, yeah, excited to see this this team grow. Well, we will be we will be monitoring. I'm not going to count my chickens before they're hatched, but exciting times uh, for both of our teams. All right, Ian Kinsler is back with the Texas Rangers. We're back in a moment to talk about his new role with the team. But first, over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. The NCAA Women's Final Four is coming back to Dallas March 31st through April 2nd at the American Airlines Center. Don't miss the electric atmosphere and witness the pinnacle of women's basketball. Learn more at NCAA.com slash women's final four. We'll see you there. Now we're excited to be joined here on Mike Drop Dallas by Ian Kinsler, newly named as a special assistant to Rangers GM Chris Young. Of course, Chris is also a friend of the pod. Ian played 14 seasons in the bigs. He won a World Series with Boston in 2018, was a mainstay at second base for the Rangers from 2006 to 2013. Four-time All-Star, three of those with the Rangers, a couple of gold gloves. Ian will serve as the manager for Team Israel in the upcoming World Baseball Classic. He also played for Team Israel in the Tokyo Olympics that took place in the summer of 2021. And he played on the victorious Team USA team the last time the World Baseball Classic was played in 2017. So lots to talk about. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas, Ian. All right. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the intro. So, Ian, we're going to start out with your role as a manager of Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic. This is baseball's equivalent of the Soccer's uh, World Cup. Uh, it starts March 8th. Uh, Israel is in Group D, which plays in Miami. That's the same group as the Dominican Republic, the pre-tournament favorite, I think. Uh, can you tell us about your team and what this opportunity means to you? <clears throat> Yeah, our team, you know, putting the roster together and trying to figure out who is eligible to play the team was was a chore amongst itself. I mean, it trying to track people down. We, you know, Mike Moustakis, there's a rule, um, you know, it's, it's called the law of return, that if you marry a Jewish lady, you're eligible to play um, because you're eligible for your citizenship. Uh, so Mike Moustakis was going to play and he ended up dropping out and we had, uh, Harrison Bader and Kevin Pilar and they ended up dropping out. You know, a lot of these guys are trying to make big league teams in spring training. Um, so they get closer to the tournament and they feel like they need the, the ramp up time in spring training and the eyes of the organization to try to make a team. Um, so our roster took a couple hits, but at the same time we have good arms, we have good pitching, 
you know, quite a few big league guys and high level minor league guys. So, you know, we're, we're looking to surprise some people in the uh, tough pool that we have. I mean, we, we're dealing with uh, Dominican and Puerto Rico and Venezuela and Nicaragua. So um, a tough pool, but uh, you know, we're, our, our mindset is to surprise some people. Well, I can guarantee you that the Mike Drop uh, Dallas team will be uh, cheering you on and uh, watch to, to see how things uh, turn out. So that's very exciting. Um, during your playing career, you played for some great managers. Uh, who do you think will be your biggest influence on the type of manager you will be? Well, I think, you know, Ron Washington, I was, I played under Ron Washington for the longest in Texas and had the most success outside of Alex Cora and Boston winning the World Series, um, but also just the most experience with Wash. And his mannerisms, uh, the way he enjoyed the game, the way he was ready every day to to, to get prepared and just love being at the ballpark. Uh, it was a perfect fit for our club. I, I love playing for Wash. I mean, we we got along great. We had a great uh, chemistry. And so I'm going to pull a lot from Wash. But, um, you know, I played I played for a lot of great managers. I mean, I played for for Mike Sosha. Uh, my first year in Texas was with was with Buck Walter and then um, Alex Cora in, in Boston. So, um, you know, I had my fair share of, of managers that had a tremendous amount of experience. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, pull anything from these guys. Um, I don't know how it's all going to – I played for, for Brad Osmus in Detroit, and he's going to be um, on the staff with me as my bench coach. So, you know, he's probably going to end up laughing at me at, at the decisions I make and giving me a hard time because that's what I did when, when I played for him in Detroit. So um, to have him there with his experience would be great. So before we get to the Rangers, uh, the college baseball season is uh, once again kicking off at Globe Life Field this weekend with six teams from the SEC and six teams from the Big 12 Conference playing in the college baseball showdown presented by Higginbotham. Uh, the, the field includes my Longhorns uh, and your Missouri Tigers uh, playing yep. on Saturday afternoon, uh, then followed up by the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championships uh, back at Globe Life Field May 25th through the 29th. Uh, you know, it's always going to be, I think, exciting for those players uh, on a college level to play in a major league ballpark. Uh, what do you think and uh, of those opportunities? Man, I'm I'm excited to see the Tigers. Um, you know, so it's it's where I finished up school, like you said. So to be able to see them get on the field and, and talk to the players and the coaches and, and be a part of it a little bit is exciting. But um, you know, being able to play in a you know an indoor big league ballpark where weather's not a factor is is just huge, especially this time of year for uh, the team from Missouri. The the rest of the teams, they're you know warm weather states. I think. Um, you know, they're able to get outside a little bit more than maybe the Tigers are in Missouri and Columbia. But, you know, getting under that roof and having the opportunity to play uh, on a big league, big league field is, you know, it's a great way to start the season. I'm looking forward to it. You're not going to talk any trash. You're a guy that likes to have fun, Ian, with Monica being a Longhorn. You, you know, this is your opportunity. Yeah, if you want. There's nothing to say about Longhorns. We all know that. If you didn't if you didn't go there, you don't like them. So it's pretty it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty clear cut, you know, when you're talking about the Longhorns. Everyone knows the deal there. Well, Sully will Sully will take the chance at any moment to go ahead and uh, trash my Longhorns or uh, give me a, 
um, <laughs> a hard time. I like to, I, I, I'm okay with the Longhorns, Ian. I just like to set other people up to go after Monica, which is, you know, I kind of play the role on, on this podcast that you play at times in the Rangers clubhouse or, <laughs> you know, stir it up a little bit, have some, have some fun. Uh, you see why, yeah, you know, we've mentioned his brought back, you know, a number of you and your former teammates, you know, Colby Lewis, Darren Oliver, Michael Young in this special assistant to the GM role. What exactly will you, will you, and well, what will you be doing in this role? I mean, it's a, it's a broad, broad spectrum, really. Um, you know, whether it's going to see an amateur player for the draft, um, going to the affiliates, uh, in the minor leagues and helping with development, you know, picking the brains of the managers and the coaching staff and seeing how um, the pregame prep is with the players and the coaches and, and just having my, my pulse on the organization. Um, you know, I think helping CY with anything he needs and, and Bruce Bochy at the big league level, if there's, there's something there, um, you know, that, that any of us really can help with. I think that's the role of a special assistant is, is, try to help the organization grow and, and really any way that you can. I think, you know, for me, I live in Dallas, so Frisco is very close for me. It's probably 30 minutes to get up, up the tollway. And then the ballpark's about 30 minutes away in Arlington. So, um, you know, being able to spend time at both places is, is going to be pretty easy and, and hopefully really effective and, uh, um, you know, help with, with the organization any way I can. Decent for the Rangers. Got to give kudos to uh, owner Ray Davis and and CY and his team. You look at the pitching that came in, not just Jacob DeGrom, which was a huge signing, but, you know, Nathan Ivaldi, Andrew Haney. These are tested big league pitchers trading for Jake Odorizzi, who I'm pretty sure has has something left in the tank. What, you know, we always talk about pitching in, in baseball as fans, but what what could this haul of pitchers mean uh, for for this club? I mean, listen, first of all, you got Jacob DeGrom heading the rotation. Um, there's nobody better in baseball when he when he's healthy and on the mound. And I think that's number one is health with this rotation. If they can stay healthy, they can take their, you know, 20, 27, 28 starts, 30 starts. Um, they're going to be really successful. And and the reason why starting pitching is so important, obviously, they have the ball, but um, it just relaxes the club. You know, when you when you walk into the locker room every day and you see, you know, Jacob DeGrom written on the lineup card, you feel like you have a chance to win. And that really just relaxes everybody. It relaxes your pregame prep. You understand as an offensive player that if we can get a couple runs early, um, our chances of winning go up even more. So it's it's motivating to have those guys on the mound and feel like you can win day in and day out. And I think um you know, that's that's the biggest attribute to, you know, strong starting rotation is just that feel that it brings to the clubhouse of, you know, we got a chance to win today, regardless of of who's on the mound on the other side. Other big change, of course, was bringing in Bruce Bochy as manager. So see why I went with a veteran, really the best available, most accomplished available manager uh, out there and and see why I got him it was, you know, Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good move to get him out of retirement. Why do you think he'll be such a great fit uh, for this club? Man, I, th- I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward answer. I mean, the guy's done everything in the game that that there is. He's managed for a very long time. He's seen all different kinds of teams and, and makeups of clubs. Um, we know about the World Championships here in Texas, and, and 
you know, he, he got one from us in 2010. Um, but he, he brings just the wealth of experience and obviously bringing Mike Maddox back with his experience. I think, you know, what CY has done, in my opinion, is just stabilized the organization and um, brought in people that really understand what 162, you know, games plus spring training and postseason means um, and how to navigate that. And that's, that's so important when it comes to your leadership and, um, you know, see why I went and got, I, I think a, a man in Bruce Bochy who maybe wasn't thinking about managing at the time, or maybe thinking about, you know, seeing what's out there and kind of, you know, judging the, judging the, uh, the waters a little bit, um, uh, and see why I was able to get him. And, you know, I think it was, it was huge. And I think Bruce obviously, uh, respects Chris Young and, and what he's done and what he's about, um, obviously respects Ray Davis and, you know, his, his willing to win. So it's just a great fit all around. And I think it's going to be a successful one. Recently you went, you got inducted into the, uh, into the Rangers hall of fame uh, last season. And of course you went in alongside our friend, John Blake, which was really a, a cool thing for, for all the uh, communications and PR types uh, around Dallas Fort Worth, who've known John for so long, to see him honored in a way that that was so well deserved. So shout out to uh, to John Blake, love that. What did it mean to you to go into the to the Rangers Hall of Fame? Uh, it, so that's something you never really um, consider, honestly. Whether it's the Baseball Hall of Fame or, or an organization's Hall of Fame or the college hall of fame or anything. You never really consider that when you're playing. Um, And honestly, you never really consider it when you're, when you're done playing. So it's just a tremendous honor, really. It's, it's humbling. It's like you look at the other players and the, and the other men that were put into the Rangers hall of fame and to be put amongst those, those people, obviously you mentioned John Blake, me and him went on on the same day. So um, it was, it was a great day. Uh, John was with the organization for, I don't even know how many years, probably more than he could count. And to, to be honored alongside him was, it, it, it was great. It was a great day. So you, you came up with the Rangers in 2006 and, and stayed here. Uh, even though you played for other teams, you became a fan of uh, our other local teams. What is it about DFW, North Texas area that makes us, of our professional athletes stay here after their playing days uh, are completed? Well, it's the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, really, it's, it's um, you know, the, the city is, is the people that live in the city and the, you know, help, help the, your neighbor kind of attitude. You know, you meet somebody and automatically they want to introduce you to somebody else. And then you want to introduce them to somebody else. And there's just this great um, networking environment in Dallas. And then, you know, I I had two kids, my son, my son's 11 and my daughter's 14. And, um, you know, at at the very beginning, we didn't really know much about the school districts or the, or the schools that were available and any, you know, none of that stuff. You don't really get into it until they're, you know, five, four or five. Uh, but now going through the process, the, the schools in Texas and Dallas are just amazing. There's so many great options and, um, you know, there's just so much to offer in this city. You, there, there's never really a dull moment. There's concerts going on, there's sporting events, there's um, golf courses, which I love. They're everywhere. Um, you know, so it's, it's just a great place to live. And, you know, we don't see ourselves leaving. 
Well, I definitely love to love to hear that. Um, really, thank you for your time. This has been fantastic. All the best with Team Israel and the World Baseball Classic uh, and this season with the Rangers. We'll definitely be pulling for you. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. And now over to Rachel for a word from one of our sponsors. All right. You won't want to miss the action as season two of Athletes Unlimited Basketball takes place at Fair Park Coliseum from February 23rd through March 25th. The world-class roster includes WNBA stars Natasha Cloud, Alicia Gray, Nalissa Smith, 2022 WNBA champion Sydney Colson, and more. All Athletes Unlimited game days will include access to two games, autograph opportunities, and a chance to shoot on the court. Get your tickets today at AUProSports.com. And now we're happy to welcome to Mike Trap Dallas, Jared Schramm. He's a vice president of Rev Entertainment and VP of Events for the Rangers. Rev Entertainment is a group that brings non-Rangers events to Globe Life Field and Choctaw Stadium. Uh, Jared has been with the organization for 10 years in a variety of sales and event roles. He also pitched at Stephen F. Austin. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas. Jared. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Well, as part of my exhaustive research for this interview, <laughs> I did go to minor league baseball, you know, reference.com. And I saw that in the 2009 Rangers rookie league season in Arizona, yeah. you were 2-0 and with a 3.71 ERA. In 20, let me get this right, in, in uh, 34 strikeouts and only nine walks in 26 and two-thirds innings. Those are pretty impressive numbers. If you could have kept that up, I mean, you might be pulling the de- ground dollars in uh, uh, yeah, yeah. right now. What? Tell us about your your uh, your minor league career. Gosh, I hadn't uh, heard or, or seen those stats. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Listen, it was it was obviously short lived, uh, but it was fun while it lasted. Um, I got the opportunity to play some minor league baseball uh, after my time at Stephen F. Austin. Um, Went to, to Arizona, which, as you alluded to, was the rookie league um, and, and was there all summer. It was a, a hot summer, no doubt. Uh, but I had a, a great time. Uh, met some lifelong friends there. Um, really cool experience. Uh, made it to the, the spring training the following year. Um, and I had had some elbow issues in college that carried on into my minor league career. Um, so it got to the point where it's a little bit more stressful than fun. Um Every day was was kind of a grind, um, and so I, I I got through spring training and unfortunately got released, but uh, it kind of led me to to where I am now. So it all worked out. Yeah, it's cool that you get to stay in the, stay in the game in a, in a way that is so meaningful, you know, for the community, bringing events to to uh, Globe Life and Choctaw Stadium. Uh, Monica talked to Ian Kinsler a few moments ago about the college <laughs> baseball showdown uh, rolling rolling in uh, this weekend. Uh, SEC versus Big 12. How did you land that event? How did that that come to be for Global? Yeah, gosh, uh, even more pressure. I didn't know that you guys just uh, spoke to Kinsler before this. So, <laughs> Well, he was thinking of it as he was the pregame show for the Jared Schramm interview. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this, this is something that we talked about doing back in 2018 is, is when I think we put the 2021 field together. Um, and at the time, we worked with Jim Schlossnagel, who was at TCU uh, for, for obviously a long time and had much success there and is now doing the same at, at Texas A&M. Um, but he really believed in this concept and thought that we could could get the best uh, the competition in the country. And so that was kind of our goal uh, with the inaugural tournament in 2021. And, and fortunately, we kind of hit the nail on the head. We had six teams here. Um, 
six of them were in the top 10. So we had Texas Tech, Texas, uh, TCU, Arkansas, uh, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, which is, is obviously lightning in a bottle. Uh, Mississippi State went on to win the College World Series that year. Um, but we had over 50,000 fans through the doors over three days. Uh, if you remember uh, the great ice storm of 2021, it, it fell on the heels of that. And so um, even despite all that, we still had over 50,000 people come through the doors to, to watch great college baseball. And um, it, I was I was stunned at the the quality um, of these teams and the pitchers. And um, I <laughs> I went down for for the first pitch. I forgot who Texas was playing um, that Friday morning, but they had their their first rounder. Um, I don't remember exactly where he went, maybe the 10, 10 or 11th um, overall. Uh, who I had heard a ton about, had a ton of hype around him. Uh, and the first three pitches were 97, 98, 98 on the corners. And I was just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Games changed a little bit from from when I was playing uh, at Stephen F. So, uh, and it was just, it was much more of that throughout the tournament. I think Arkansas had a guy come out of the pen the last game that hadn't thrown at all, and he was throwing 98, 99. Um, so it's just, uh, it's it's a whole different ball game with uh, the quality of teams. And so, um, last year was another great tournament, and then we're excited about this year's tournament. Um, four of the six teams are in the top 15, three are in the top 10, uh, and so we're excited about it, and uh, I think people are as well. I think uh, we'll rival that first year in terms of attendance. And then you've got, of course, the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship returning to Globe Life Field. That's set for May 25 through 29, and I believe tickets are on sale at, at TexasRangers.com, I think. Or where can people get yeah, tickets? Yeah, tickets will go on sale this weekend um, during the college baseball showdown. Um, and so we'll have Big 12 on site, and, and we'll make that announcement and make sure that uh, tickets are ready to go this weekend. Now, we don't want to remind Monica that Oklahoma won last year. <laughs> but what can fans uh, what can fans expect this year? And, and you, you mentioned the, you know, the, the quality of uh, – of competition that we're going to see in the in the showdown this weekend. What about in, with Big Twelve Championship? What can fans expect? Yeah, I mean, it's listen. It's much of the same. The the SEC, the Big Twelve, the PAC. I mean, these these conferences and these these programs are incredible. Um, and so we're fortunate to have the Big Twelve here in May uh, for their championship. Uh, and the caliber of teams that they run through here are phenomenal. And, and you mentioned it. You know, OU did beat Texas last year in the championship, and OU did go on to, to the College World Series final. Um, versus Ole Miss. And so they had a great run. Um, but, you know, Texas Tech is always great um, and certainly a fan favorite here in DFW. So I uh, always love to have them. And, and you know, Kansas State's the world and, and the ones that don't necessarily get to always play here. It's exciting to get them up here as well. Uh, and so it's it's an exciting tournament. Um, had a lot of, of learning lessons from last year that, that we're implementing this year. Um, in terms of strategies and, and fan experience and all those good things. So uh, we're excited for this year's tournament to continue to grow it and um, continue to grow into the future. You know, Sully, I feel like this uh, episode has a lot of longhorn bashing that we're going to need to talk about uh, uh, later on, but that's okay. I'm going to get back to Jared. I just wanted to put put, put that out there. Um, Jared, what makes Globe Life Field such a perfect venue for, for college baseball? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, MP, you've spent a bunch of time here. I mean, you've seen it with your own eyes. It's it's an incredible facility, and and the players obviously love it. The amenities that are available to them, uh, but also the fans. And and I understand it's a it's a big venue, but it's it's very intimate. And so, you know, whether you have five thousand fans or twenty thousand fans, uh, it feels really good. Um, obviously, we have a roof, uh, which is a huge win. We don't have to worry about rain delays and, and things of that nature. Um, and then the the Synthetic surface certainly helps us as well. So uh, we're able to run three or four games, you know, through the venue on, on any given day for college baseball, which uh, I know the, the conferences love. So, Jared, I know y'all have been very aggressive since opening up Globe Life Field and and now that, yeah, you know, Choctaw as well. But uh, talk about some of the other events that you and the Rev Entertainment team are, are bringing to your venues, because, you know, most people when they hear, oh, a new, you know, a new ballpark and globe life field they automatically just uh, hone in on on baseball but it's so much more so talk about some of those other yeah yeah no doubt i mean listen baseball is our core business and we get that we love college baseball and and um you know participating on that side of it but college sports in general is is something that we love uh with rev entertainment we just had out at the ballpark which was oklahoma state university university of michigan wrestle um which was a really neat um event and we'll look to continue that in the future um obviously we had college football here the past couple of years we had uh, the commander's classic which was air force and army um we're looking to to find us a, a new football game uh moving forward um and so we're working on that and then um you know sky's the limit we're we're talking about kind of doing the same thing that we've done with baseball with other sports. We'd like to to explore that with basketball. We'd like to explore that with volleyball um, and, and do things like that. And then of course, you know, the concerts are, are always a, <laughs> a fun addition to what we're doing. Uh, we had a great run of, of shows last year. Uh, we'll have uh, a couple this year that we're excited about and hoping to land one or two more. Um, but outside of those major events, I'd say our calendar is, is pretty full with, with the special events as well. We have a staff that's designated on selling this building. Um, and whether it's Southwest Airlines doing uh, an employee event for 5,000, 6,000 people uh, or Deloitte doing a holiday party, uh, we try and keep this building active as, as much as we can. So I get this question a lot uh, from well media and, and other groups just interested in the approach on how we get these these events to Dallas uh, or Arlington or Globe Life or actually any venue that we have here. Uh, so when you approach an outside group uh, on, on coming to Globe Life or even Choctaw, because it's really opened up some opportunity there, have it both uh, side by side. What's your what's your pitch? Have have you met my boss, Sean Decker? Yeah. Well, I, I did. I, I do know Sean. So yeah, I he, he goes. Uh, yeah, he, but, uh, he goes. He goes. And uh, listen, it's it's fun, and we have um, the backing from ownership to to be aggressive, and and we love to go out and meet with people, whether it's ads, whether it's basketball coaches, baseball coaches. We love to get in front of them and and go see their facilities and talk to them about what they're doing. Uh, one thing that we love to do post um, college baseball showdown is go visit all the, the, the coaches and um, their staffs to talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, what we can do to get better. Uh, and I think it's important to just get that face time with them and, and learn how to grow and, and not only grow our event, but grow the relationships. And you know, the same approach we take with everybody. You know, and you're really talking about the relationship business. And that brings me back to where we started was with your journey. You did make the jump from being an athlete to working in sports. Monica, and I love asking our guests about their 
their personal journeys. And what advice would you have, you know, for that for that college athlete uh, or even high school athlete whose career is 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 coming to an end about how they can the steps they can take to stay in stay in the sport that they love in, in, a, in a different way? Yeah, it's um, I, I can give you the long winded answer. I, you know, I grew up in baseball. My dad uh, played professionally for 16 years, eight in the big leagues. Um, and when he he retired, um, he retired in El Paso and, and ran the El Paso Diablos, which is an affiliate of the Brewers for, for a long period of time. And then uh, the Diamondbacks, when they came about in the early 2000s. Um, and then he actually moved our family to Corpus Christi um, and became the president of the Corpus Christi Hooks, which was the Astros affiliate. And so um, I, most of my life was in El Paso. I spent a short time in the Corpus Christi area and then went on to play at Stephen F., um, but I, you know, I would say is, is I always knew that I wanted to work in baseball. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so I got my foot in the door, um, on the event side, selling events as an account executive. And, and honestly, I thought that I was kind of a, just kind of a step towards something that, that I wanted to do next, whether it be sponsorships, uh, or baseball or, or, or stadium operations. Um, and I really fell in love with it. And so that that's part of it is, is even though you think that you have your mind made up on what you want to do, you kind of have to explore all options, uh, because there's, there's plenty of good opportunities and good fits. Um, but I think, uh, what I, what I do, what I would express to, to the athletes in high school or college that are looking for that next step and, and what they want to do, uh, in life is, um, you got to put yourself out there. You got to, uh, you got to volunteer, you got to get yourself in, in front of the right people in the organizations. Um, cause that goes a long way. I, you know, the athletes, I think the biggest challenge is they spend so much time in the off season dedicated to their sport. And so, you know, the internships might not, might not happen every summer, like, uh, they do for a lot of, of students, um, and so that's something that they really need to hone on, hone in on and, and figure out how to, how to do. Um, and so that's what I would say is that personally, I don't think that I spent enough time, um, trying to get in front of the right people. And so I did have to have some, some odd sales jobs before I could get my foot in the door here. Um, uh, but it's a competitive market and people, people want to be involved in it. And so that, I mean, that's why you see people in the organizations for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, um, just because it's, it's job that's in such demand and highly sought after. Well, we have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the conversation. Thanks for joining us. And a reminder, we got the uh, the college baseball showdown coming up at Globe Life Field. Go to TexasRangers.com for more information about this uh, tournament between six SEC teams and six Big 12 teams. It's going to be going to be great. Uh, so thanks to uh, Jared for, for some time today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, and on behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, we also appreciate Ian Kinsler joining us today. Thanks to the Mic Drop production team led by our on-air producer, Marcus Carr, Daniel Whitelaw-Piscura of Tony Fay PR. Thanks to Ren and Vocal Media and our visionary and showrunner, Tony Fay. Until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.